This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian, actor, and TV host, Godfrey. I played a little bit, you know, I played, I was a senior in high school, I decided to join the team in my high school in Chicago, because I never played organized football, and I did pretty well, you know, and then I um, kind of went to, I went to Illinois and kind of walked on, I didn't think about playing football in college, and then I kind of walked on, tried out, and then got on their team. It was, it was pretty tough, though a lot behind college sports. We'll hear more from Godfrey in just a bit. Had a great talk with Godfrey. In fact, so much so, there's not going to be a dumb bit this week. The uh, Godfrey interview ran kind of long, but again, it's really cool. Talked a lot of, lot of great stuff. And let me see. Uh, we do have a song of the week. That'll be from Cage the Elephant coming up at the end of the show. And uh, Fangirl and I are working on our top five singles for the year, so we'll be doing that show in the next couple of weeks, so look forward to that. But in the meantime, let's talk to Godfrey. been a number of years since we spoke we spoke years and years ago oh. um yeah and uh <laughs> you are a busy dude man i appreciate you doing this <laughs> i don't know you have no you're trying to be busy i don't want to seem oh like a gosh. loser <laughs> well you know some comedians i talk to say oh i'm pretty lazy so this is a great job and other comedians are like you're like doing everything man you're all over the tv and then you're doing stand-up and then even when it's yeah. supposed to be a slow time of it's the year a, it's, it's good it's a you know i don't i don't take anything for granted anymore yeah, yeah. at least you know, when I'm working, I'm like, cool with me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone was telling me a long time ago, they're like, don't, don't, whenever you get successful, they, and then they see these people, uh, you know, squandered, they're like, don't you ever watch Cribs on MTV? <laughs> like, what happens to these people? <laughs> <laughs> these football players and stuff? Oh, man. Uh, so, what I didn't know, you used to be a football player. You didn't, we didn't even talk about this last time. You played some college football. I played a little bit. You know, I played, I was a senior in high school. I decided to join the team in my high school in Chicago senior year because I never played organized football and I did pretty well, you know, and then I um, kind of went to, I went to Illinois and kind of walked on. I didn't think about playing football in college and then I kind of walked on, tried out and then got on their team. It was it was pretty tough though. It's a lot of, lot of politics behind it and, uh, you know, it's a lot behind college sports, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of controversy uh, and more and more every day it seems like. Yeah. Especially well, the, you know what's so funny is the NCAA. There's a big, there's a documentary on how it was formed. They started off on some really harsh, like rules. They were really like it was pretty evil, you know. In what way? I, I, I it was just just the person that created it was just like really, really horrible to athletes, and it was all about uh, like ruling over athletes and no, never we will never pay them and this. It was just <laughs> bad. It's a great documentary. I'm like Jesus, you know. Well, because now they're me. talking about paying athletes, which I think they should pay them a little stipend or something. Yeah, yeah. 
because the athletes bring so much money into the colleges and they, they don't get anything for it. Right. So they they got to go to practice. They got to, you know, and if they're a really good team, you know, their, 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 uh, seasons are extended. They're bringing all this money in to fix up the school, but yet they, you know, they got to do their homework. They got a lot more on their plate oh, than yeah. regular students, you know, and people get mad at athletes. I go, first of all, it's a blessing to be an athlete to even have talent like that. You know, and yeah. they got a lot of work, a lot of workload, but you don't want to give them any money. That's not fair. No. Well, I know there's the yeah. argument that, like, you know, they say, well, you know, only two sports really bring in uh, money. And occasionally there's some schools where I guess where hockey or maybe soccer brings well, in money. Well, ba- basketball and football, that's obvious. Right. Basketball and football. But, you know, I, I, basketball and football are on TV because they, they, those are the bigger games. They have the bigger stadiums. Yeah. And they, the bigger amount of people. So that's an obvious one. Still, though, those. Sports supplement the other sports. Right. Yeah. You know, because if you have a good team, like you say, Alabama, I'm a big Alabama fan, you know, you could be on the volleyball team, people will look at you because you're from Alabama, you know? Yeah. So that makes everybody else look good. And those are the bigger sports. Why wouldn't they be? The better athletes are on that shit, are, are on those teams. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like, what are you talking about? Of course it's the bigger sport. <laughs> yeah. But then, well, that uh, Brian Kilmeade uh, over over to Fox News, he's an idiot altogether, but he's a friend of a friend of mine, uh, Paul right. Mercurios. He was on Mercurios' podcast, and he said, well, really, the only, they should pay the basketball players and the football players, not soccer players like I, And he was a soccer player in college, and a pretty good right. one from what I understand. But he said soccer players wouldn't get paid unless it's, you know, like there's some schools I, where soccer is actually the big program. A buddy of mine went to school in uh, North Carolina, right. and there's a school that was like that. But anyway, and he said that I those would that get paid. I think they should pay by what? the sport brings into the school yeah like yeah. they say let's yeah. look at the there you go. finances right just be just be logical say hey you guys only bring this in we give you this much and that would be fair for athletes that would be, like, yeah. you get this much football obviously gets this much because look at how much they bring in just be fair just numbers don't lie yeah just do that that's, yeah. i think that'd be fair i mean that's the way it is in the rest of the world i mean football players are going to make more money than you know than guys in the you nfl know, are making more than uh, guys yeah. in MLS. you see what they have to go through you see how hard they hit each other come yeah. on yeah, that's get real. Yeah, what do you what do you make of all that? Is it? I mean, you're still a football fan, I guess. I love football. I mean, yeah. are you kidding? Football with the concussions. I mean, it is what it sucks. And uh, you know, Will Smith will be doing that movie. That's right. It's called Conc- I don't know because I'm Nigerian. I don't know how good of a Nigerian he's going to play. It's a little little. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I've been watching some of the commercials, and I'm like, I don't know if I believe him. <laughs> you know. But I saw the actual documentary of the guy Will Smith is playing. He's the, he was the neurosurgeon that discovered all the different patterns of dementia. Uh. He's a Nigerian guy, and the NFL kind of ran him out of town, you know, kind of like oh, yeah. bullied him to not disclose all this information. And he kind of was like, well, I have to, people need to know this, you know. And then he, they finally, he kind of finally gave up and then transferred it over to this white lady this white doctor who said, I'm going to take over the investigation. So they started bullying her, too. So it's pretty. It's a great documentary. Yeah, I mean, it, I know they're doing a lot to try to, you know, to, to take care of this on both sides of it, both the preventative and taking care of the guys that they didn't really know. But, like, my, one of my favorite players of all time, Bernie Kosar, uh, suffered a lot. He's got his bell rung at least five times pretty good. Yeah. And uh, people thought he was a drunk for a while and stuff, and then it turns yeah, out, no, no. Yeah, he used to no, talk so slow, you know. Yeah, well, and the medication he was on, he, I guess he got picked up for DUI in a suburb of Cleveland, and that went away quietly, and I dug into it, and it's like, oh, it wasn't a DUI, it turns out. It was the medication and the fact that he was 
the it's the concussion wow. things. He's, and he's been getting treatment, and he's been doing a lot better. In fact, that's a big move to make him the GM of the Browns. It's a big uh, grassroots movement, which um, the T-shirt company I work for, we're solidly behind. We have a Feel the Burn T-shirt, Bernie for GM. Right. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, if, and I love football, but if they, you know, at the end of the day came and said, you know what, we've done everything we possibly can, there's just no way to stop this, I'd be like, you know what, I could do without football if it means, you know, guys not ending up with Oh, yeah, if it, if it came to, yeah. like, guys suffering, I don't want to see that. You see a lot of your heroes. Yeah. I heard, like, Tony Dorsett. I heard guys like that, they're just starting to get the dementia. Like a guy, yeah. Dave Durison, for the Bears, who brought us to, was on the That's Super right. Bowl team, mm-hmm. he killed himself. Yeah. He killed himself, uh, like Junior Seau. I mean, it's terrible. It's like, what? Yeah. And who knows the guys that are suffering now. And in this, there's cases in high school and, 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 and younger. So that's kind of like, ugh. And, and technology, you would think. I was just going to say, yeah. With all the military, the military, I always go to the military, like defense, defense, yeah. like government. When it comes to defense, we have created some of the craziest, you know, we, 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 we I guess we create things that protect ourselves from explosions and shells. And You mean to tell me you haven't found anything? That can, you know, I know. I, there yeah. has got to be. I, I just think there's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be. I would hope, you know, where it's just like concussion proof type of helmets or whatever. Because the athletes are stronger and faster. Right. They're stronger say. and faster. So you'd have to get something that will actually, like, compensate for the G forces that's beyond those athletes. You know, I mean, you can test all that shit. This is stuff you can actually test. Right. Yeah. So I, I have no idea, man. And you, I mean, and, and it, well, and you would think with the millions of dollars the NFL brings in, and they, they don't pay any taxes on that, they work their way around that, that you would think they would have the money to put into this thing. To, they like don't you pay said. taxes. Wow. Yeah. Like a church. I, yeah, yeah, I looked that up, and I thought that's, I thought only baseball was exempt from paying. But no, the NFL, is. Uh, they don't pay taxes. Jesus. They take our taxes to build stadiums, yeah. Um, I'll, I'm, I would advise, and I'm very proud of my fact-checking. In fact, I do a bit on my podcast called it's facebook not factbook so i will fact uh-huh. check this and, and, and post all and in the outro of the podcast i'll make sure that that's true but i do okay. believe there's some because <laughs> i read that at first i'm like that can't be true and i looked it up and yeah it's uh, there's there's wow, some loophole that they tax. get through Ooh, yeah. making money. Mm-hmm. And, and like i said they're taking in cincinnati they have a deal and a lot of uh, cities are like this if half the teams in the league have a better scoreboard than the bengals bengals got a new scoreboard guess who pays for it we do not the team Damn. yeah yeah so it's you know, when you're wow. 10, 11 years old, football's the greatest, man. And then when you get to be a grown-up and you're like, all the, you know, you see all the business side of it, you're like, ugh, it's really yeah, hard. Yeah, it gets ugly. All, the, <laughs> yeah. all sports started just in the park, innocent, right. until mm-hmm. some suits came around and said, guess <laughs> what we could do with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like comedy, no different. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you were saying with the guy that started the NCAA, you go back and look at, like, you know, the beginning of the NFL and Major League Baseball. I mean, you think it's horrible now. It was yeah. really, really horrible back then. Back then, all oh, those managers—they were mean. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah, and then it, and then black guys had to pretend that they were Native Americans so they could play in the because the Native Americans are fine to play. We're not going to let black folks play in. in isn't that football. funny? Man, crazy. Isn't crazy, that funny? That, the racism thing is oh, so man. beyond. Like, because yeah. I've I always visit the uh, Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Oh yeah, it's um it's unreal. I I, I go every time I'm in if I. Get to perform in Kansas, I go straight there. You know, yeah. it's just like amazing what the guys went through, and they were way better. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then they finally—I remember they had an exhibition game where the white 
players were like, all right, we'll let you play, and they beat the crap out yes, of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, what Satchel Page was like, he was in his 40s when he, 40s when he, and went, he, to the, yeah, when he went to the major yeah. leagues. He was 40-something, still pitching and he heat. still mowed people down. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, it's a good, <laughs> good, good thing you found comedy and instead of getting your bell rung out there on the football field, eh? I know, man. Sometimes you might get your bell rung. You say the wrong thing, but other than that, I don't have to worry about a concussion. Hopefully. So yeah, you uh, you're, you're cracking up your your teammates, which is uh, I've heard before from both Dave. Oh, are you Dave. reading an old biography? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know. Because I was trying to find other stuff on you. Because like, like I said, we talked before about you know your, your dad being Nigerian and you, you got moving Parents, here in Chicago. Yeah, and all, yeah I, we've covered all that. I was trying to think. There's got to be more to Godfrey than than just that. Um, oh right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's uh, football. That because you know, even in the NFL and college, all the uh, rookies have to do like a talent show. Yeah, and they you sometimes have to have they force you to shave your head. Yeah, and then you go up and do something. It's tap dancing, singing, something. So I just like kind of imitated all the coaches. I was I'm good at voice, right? Impersonation. So I kind of like imitated all the coaches and the players and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, I heard the same story from Ian Bag and Dave Coulier, but it was hockey, and they were hockey, both hockey of course, players. Ian. <laughs> and they got yeah, and I'm thinking like, and they both you know decided to go with comedy because they were tired of getting knocked around on the ring, and they're both pretty big guys, you know. I mean, they're bigger than me, right? And, and right. boy, you think th- and and they're getting knocked around the ice. Can you imagine the guys that they're playing against? Holy crap! <sighs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, man. Ian was. I remember Ian lost a lot of weight. Ian used to be bigger when I first met him in New York. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah! I was like, "Wow!" On skates, holy crap! Yeah. Well, he still plays occasionally out in Los Angeles with uh, some other comics and stuff. Do you a lot have... of those comics still play hockey. Like even Dennis Leary still plays. Really? Oh, oh yeah, God. Leary still plays. He has a league and everything. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on the show now on IFC. It's called Benders. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the hockey show. I play the goalie on that team. Oh okay. I play Rajon. I'm a reoccurring character. So hopefully you get some more seasons. First season, it's been running, so hopefully, you know, you cross your fingers. Nothing's guaranteed. So hopefully this will be, uh, this is the second project I've done with Dennis, so we'll see what happens. Cool. How's that working with him? Because people really... Uh... He's great. Okay. He's awesome. He's such a cool dude. Yeah. His, his son, he has a son, Jack, it's like taller than him. Since Dennis is about 6'2". Yeah. About six two, and his son's like six seven, six six. So, and he just nicest people. He's a nice guy. He's cool. He's a he's a comic, you know. And he's you know he like he 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 laughs with us and everything. He's great. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people say that he's even a much more talented actor and director and creative than he uh, was a stand up comic. And he was a pretty funny stand up comic. So yeah, he's a great. Yeah, he's really good. He just takes care of his business. He's really, he has good taste in in sh- in TV and sh- shows and. Right, he really is good, you know. He seems to have a solid He's, vision. What'd you say? He seems to have a solid vision in all of his projects. Yeah, too. he knows what he wants, man. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys that likes you want to be able to watch his show at a bar, you know? Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's down with firemen and policemen. He's just that, that everyday blue-collar type of dude. He's, that's just his style of comedy. Drunk Irish family stuff. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quarter Irish. I can appreciate that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Bullseye, uh, I, I noticed you were hosting that. We just had a, a TV on one day. I'm like, oh, Godfrey's co-hosting that. How did you fall into to, to doing that? Was that something you well, wanted? auditioned for it? I was going to say. You know, okay. it was the, the, the creators of Fear Factor. Okay, yeah. You know, auditioned and got it. Simple process. Got it. it. was cool. I was like, great. 
you know, did it. It was very fun outside. We did a, a lot of locations outside of L.A. It was all, it was like Fear Factor meets stunts. Yeah. You're not eating bugs or anything. You're just right. doing stunts and fighting for money, challenging each other for money. And a uh, winner would get 50 grand each episode. Okay, so you know what you got to bring back then, and I, I, I uh, told Pardo about this once, is uh, Battle of the Network Stars. I, I don't know why they haven't done that. Well, Pardo's theory was this, and I think it's a good one. He says, you because when there were only three networks back then. That's right, exactly. So you, would, you, you, you couldn't have, what, IFC versus TNT. You'd have to do it some other way. And I was thinking, like, yeah, that would be kind of it. Not every, and it's so segmented now. Not everybody yeah. knows everybody from Mad Netflix Men. Netflix versus Hulu? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, it's too many it? shows. It's like, whoa, what is well, this? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this before I called you. I'm like, how could we work this out? And then I thought, you know, you could have a tournament. So you could have IFC show. But there are, are there enough IFC shows, you know, to, right. to battle the TNT shows. And so, I don't know. Or maybe you could have. Nah, it would, yeah, you know. it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be so fun, though. Battle of the Network Stars, you'd Howard be, Cosell. You'd be a ringer with your athletic experience, man. You, Bag, all the athletic guys. Yeah, but there's still, like, I got injuries, and I'm yeah. like, ah, I don't know. Because, you know, in your head, you think you can do something, then your leg's like, don't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, as you're getting Control older, you. You, get, you get that thing where, you know, you just it just hurts to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you get, you're, you're still in shape, though. I mean, since you're so busy, you're probably, you know, since you're still Yeah, active, I, 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 um... I try to stay up on stuff. I got a trainer on. I always look at my girlfriend is always looking up like she's on. She's trains and she has a trainer and I just got one. We're always trying to find new ways to stay in shape. You know. Yeah. Even though with with our injuries and all that other stuff from past, we still try to you know whether we try to find yoga class. We have we we're members of a gym. We try to get on certain diets and you know we just do it, man. Yeah, it's nice when you have a, a spouse or a significant other that's doing it too. My wife's got the got the Fitbit thing going on, and she just has to do her. Yeah, it's important. You and need I, someone I, with you. And I piggyback on that, you know, with her. And uh, she has a hard time carrying me, but we get it now. Um, <laughs> I I walk with her, but she goes, "Oh, do you want a Fitbit for Christmas?" I'm like, "No, I don't need another job. I'll just walk right. when you walk, and that that'll be good enough for me, you know. And hopefully, that'll be enough steps that I need. But yeah, I went from doing a job where I walked around an airport, like, and probably walked a good three four miles a day to sitting at a desk. You know, yeah. writing copy. So I think that that kind of has taken its toll on me. But ah. yeah, and then you being so busy with everything you're doing, I mean, how do you find the time? Oh, there's time. And, you know, when you can find the time, you can find the time for whatever you want. But if you you just got to make the time. That's true. You, you know, there's times yeah. where you go to a city, like I'm in Vancouver now, and there's some hours you have free before show. You go, all right, let me go to the gym, get something out, get something in. There you go. Or just go for a jog or something. You just got to do it. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah, you got to make it make the time, make you know? It, make it part of your routine. Yeah, that's right. So uh, what are you talking about on stage these days? Uh, All kinds of stuff. That's like, you know, it varies. You know, to be proud to, it's just, yeah, that's like kind of a, now I'm not saying it's a dumb question. <laughs> for a comic, it's like what? Well, I know because some guys that are, especially folks I've talked to before, they maybe their set changes a little bit, and they start. I know like, people are moving more toward the storytelling and the interpersonal well, thing, yeah, only it, because it just, you, you're older well, now. As you get older, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. It's just you got more to talk about. Exactly. But I talk about like yeah. race still because it's still here. Oh yeah. Um, I talk about all the stuff that you know, normal stuff, some family stuff, some you know, ship stuff. It varies. It just really varies. Like. It depends on how I feel that day. I don't know. It's a uh -huh. different audience. It could be about college. It could be about 
terrorism, I, it really depends. You know, movies, it, 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 I talk about all kinds of stuff, man. Is, you know, it really depends. Does it depend on, maybe on the town you're in? Because like maybe you're up in Canada, you maybe talk about what's going on in the U.S. versus Canada, or maybe you're in Minnesota. No, nah, I'll do that. Okay. I just, not, not versus that, I don't get into that shit. I just talk about whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I make it seamless. I don't, like, oh, I mean, I mean, of course you'll recognize that you're in Canada, you may too, but other than that, you just, people just, if you just, sometimes I just tell jokes that people get, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes Foreign shit is international stuff. Yeah. It varies on how I feel that day, that night. It, it really depends. You know? I yeah. never have like a, you never know with me. Well, it's, sometimes all I need is a good joke. doesn't have to be any Yeah, that's it. it. There's, there's yeah. a laugh. It, you know? <laughs> Some people are specifically political, like a Bill Maher. He'll just be politics, politics, politics. Yeah. I'm not that interested in politics like that. If I feel something is funny... In politics, like with all the Trump stuff going on, all the, uh, then you can, if you find something, I'll, I'll do it. I'll talk about it. But if I don't have an interest in it, I don't even bother. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's so immersed in that because of his show, and that's all the stuff right. he's reading. So I guess I just kind of just occurs to him. It's, it's, it's more natural for him. Where you're, I guess yeah. You're, you have more broad interest. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, what would you like to do? I mean, all these different things you're doing, you're in movies and TV shows and still doing stand up. I'd like to do more movies. It'd be nice to do more movies and uh, just to continue that and just be more successful and just get on something that maybe has a long run. That would be nice. I got on some stuff that, oh, one season, that's it. Oh, like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, get so you get re- recurring here. Some I'd like to be on something really consistent. You know, something you can sink your teeth into. Yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Like a Breaking Bad or like a well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep, something like that. That would be amazing. Yeah, a really dope, awesome Netflix series or something like that. That would be kick ass. Yeah. Do you have any like yep. anything in mind that you think of developing yourself or? I mean, I'm trying, details, trying to um, develop stuff with my team, you okay. know, trying to come up with stuff, there you go. my own style. Because eventually you want something that caters to your your own sensibility, you know. Yeah, it's something you know. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't say much because this business is oh, yeah, yeah. precarious. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I don't, I don't want details. Holy just, crap. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 uh, just know you're working on it. It's all we need to know. Yeah, you know you work on You just hope, you know, you're just like, hey, just put the work in and just stick around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with your wide range of ex- life experiences, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, something you can draw on that'll, that'll hit. Hopefully. Yeah. If they accept it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's always, a th- yeah, because you always hear guys, you know, like that last comic standing thing, you know, I always tell my wife whenever they announce it, the, the winner will win a, a development deal with NBC, like for a show that will never get made. None of those shows have ever gotten made ever. <laughs> it's just, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, none of them. I mean, everyone's gone on to have nice careers, and they can all headline now, which is great. But the, right. and the two hundred fifty thousand bucks, I'm sure, comes in handy. You know, yeah. Uh, especially if you're like walking dogs, like Lachlan. Well, he wasn't really at that point. He was doing better by then. But still, yeah, no, none of those shows ever get made. <laughs> they should, right. they just throw that in for you know. But sad, sad. I know. Sad. No, it's all funny people. We'd like to see those shows. I bet they're better than some of the stuff that you know. Yeah. We won't name names of some of the stuff that's on the networks now. Yeesh. Oh, there's some horrible shit, Oof. and it makes you so angry. You're just like, "Fuck, man!" I know. And they just, they're just on that damn television. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Well, again, oh, all the sad. And there's being... some really great people performing, and I can't find a show to save their life. I know. And you would think with all the opportunities like, you know, uh, IFC and AMC and all the other things, you know, someone could find, you know, a way in Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's... I didn't know getting in, I didn't know coming into this business that it would be this fucked up. I never knew. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I never knew. I just thought, hey, you man, if you're talented... You know, you get on, you, they pick you eventually, like, oh, that guy's good, or that girl's well, good, and you get on. Yeah. Well, if you're decent looking or half whatever, he's talent, they're talent. That's what I thought. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. It, I think it prevails in the end. Yes. But talent does, keeps you around. It always prevails, because you can always count on that. But yeah. I just think to get, in, get into it, it's just, man, I did not know. Well, you know, coming it would from be a, this fucked up. You know, just coming from a college sports background, that you really can't fake that. You have the talent, or you don't. I mean, there's not a lot. Yeah, of, I know, took. I take everything like an athlete. I, right. I believe in going to practice, and you you don't sharpening your skills, practicing every every you know just pra- working hard practicing, and if you're good, you play. If you don't, you sit down. Right, and in the, the arts, that's that's so much more subjective. You know. You yeah. Go, oh, this yeah, and that's why they can get away with like putting up bullshit talent and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly, and then trying to, you know, push it us. Oh, well, someone will find this funny. That's how they got, you know. Yeah, yeah, Lord and then Michaels you start to believe it. I forgot what it's called when you have something, you, you make somebody believe something that's great that's really oh, in it. Yeah. Is, I don't, it's not a self-fulfilling a prophecy, it's, but I know what you're saying. It's, it's What's a, it called, you say? A self-fulfilling prophecy, but that's when you, you personally do it and project it. But it's when you, yeah, when you try to... I forgot what it's called. Like a group thing not just sophistry, right? Something like that, or, sub- or some- something like that, where someone sees something, and goes, "No, this is." Like, it's like the music and today then, is so horrible yeah. that these these artists think they're really good. They really think they're. And I oh, go, yeah. I mean, if I if I grew up on Stevie Wonder and Michael, J- I mean, real talented, like beyond like Marvin Gaye and these re- like really talented people. And I go, "What do you you really think you're good? You really think you're doing good music? Yeah. I mean, you really <laughs> really believe it? Like you." really believe you're really good like and you're so average it's like but people start to go no they're good because they're popular yeah because they're everywhere well, so you start to like think well no no i like this well that's another thing is because uh, the majority of the people that are invested in it don't really care that the average people that, that buy music aren't really what we call music people they're not, no, they're know, not. They're, and they're, the same thing not. with acting. You know, people. I say the same thing about. Oh, these. You know, there's these great independent movies. No one ever watches them. But then there's you know, because the masses go see Spider-Man, you know, Amazing Spider-Man three again. You know, it's just. Yeah, the world is. But but see, here's the thing. With with Marvel cop, like with all the superhero movies that make millions, you got to think about this. It came from actually talented people from the '60s. That's true. I mean, that's the past. That's it, yeah. look at the future is into in, into comic books, but the comic books comes from the fifties. And it's, I mean, are you kidding me, Stan Lee? Are you kidding me? That guy's ninety-two years old. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? About about seventy-something uh, years ago, seventy, sixty-something years ago, my friends, they can talk all that shit about now. But all you doing is using retro shit. All these Trekkie fans, all these yep. Comic Con, it's all from the past. Yeah. Because people had talent in the past. <laughs> so everything is from the past, my friends, that is making all this money. That's you true. know what I mean? Well, yeah, and they know they'll get more money out of making Spider-Man 2 than they will making something original. Because even though right. like, as much as Spider-Man 1 did, they'll at least guarantee to make you know two-thirds of that, and that's, that's fine. That's a profit. So 
You know, you can have your social networking. I get it. You got the social network. You got the this, the app, app, app. But guess what? Marvel Comics is on your app, buddy. Yeah. That's all from the past. How's that? That is, yeah. You're exactly <laughs> right. All that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I see all these hipster, all these hipsters, like restaurants and cafes, they play all um, past music to make themselves look cool. Like, oh, you're playing Hendrix. Guess what, buddy? Yeah. You're not playing Taylor Swift, dumbass, are you? You're playing Hendrix, you're playing Stones, you're playing Muddy Waters. Yep. Guess what? Guess what, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talent. Bel- Velvet Underground, wins. all that stuff. It I don't does. give a shit. See, this is the thing. It's like, this is the protocol. It's like, let's see if we can... I think, I, I honestly believe this, that these dumbheads, these jackass like people with money really go, I'm going to show you how good I am. I'm going to make you believe that these fucking shitty people are good. <laughs> I think that they're like, they take pride in that. Oh, you know? yeah, it's like, absolutely. Watch me take this shit ingredient and make it a hamburger. Yeah. Watch and, how good I am. And it's, like, believe it's like it's fast good, food. Fast food. These are fast food fucks, man. Yeah. And they can think it's The delicious. music is fast food. Like, no, this shit's good for you, man. Yeah. I'm like, wow, is it? Well, it does taste pretty good. Yeah. It won't give <laughs> and you I am hungry. Or make you fat. Well, I, I got to eat something. Yeah. Well, the worst thing is, is what, you know, talent wins out, but then when it wins out, like, way too late, like that Manigliani painting that just sold for something crazy, like $5 million. That guy starved to death when he was in Paris, <laughs> just about. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he could hardly... Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That so sucks. That's... Yeah, it's like contemporary art museums. Oh, the Superman. away with murder. The Superman guys. Those two guys. Out of guilt, the movie studio uh, paid them a stipend for the rest of their lives starting in 79 when they made the Christopher Reeve movie. So those guys were kind of taken care of. That a nice little middle class existence, courtesy of that. But that was Jeez. only after a lot of pressure from people to say, "Yeah, you got to take care of these guys." They in, they invented wow. what you're, yeah. And they always, to, they always tried to try to um, snuff um, Stanley. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can get away with it. They'll do it. <laughs> they tried to snuff him. I said, yeah. "Shame on you, people." Oh yeah, it's crazy. And I've had the privilege of hanging around him like three different times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I met him. My friend worked for him, and it was just like I met him in his office, just me and him and his partner, three oh, times. Oh wow! Just hanging out for like two hours. Were you a comic book guy growing up at all? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Big time. Spider Man was my favorite. That's and I, all. Of course, I, the Avengers when they were the Uncanny Avengers. I, yeah, I was a comic book collector. Yeah, I was only a Spider Man guy, and then for comic books, I was really more of a Mad Magazine, Cracked Magazine guy. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. So, e. I, Newman, man. There you go. Yeah, cracked. Who's yeah. Uh, Sylvester so P. Smythe? Yeah, I was cracked. around Spider-Man and Avengers and Defenders. and Yeah. Yep. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, mate. This is awesome. This is a great yeah. chat. And I'll let you enjoy the rest of uh, Vancouver, B.C. there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe get, get 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 a workout there before you uh, head in to do your we'll show. We'll see. I don't know if this... I don't think this lady told me I don't think they have a gym in here. So I'm huh. like, damn it. Because I'm on a program, you know? So I'm like, ah. Yeah. Well, it's a big city. You gotta, there's got to be something somewhere. Hopefully. All right, brother. All right. Okay, good talk cool. to you, Godfrey. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Okay, talk to you later. Thank you. Later. Thanks again to Godfrey for being on the show. You can catch Godfrey December 17th through the 20th at the House of Comedy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's actually in Bloomington, a suburb there where the Mall of America is. In fact, it's in the Mall of America. 
then go to GodfreeComedian.com to find out all the other details you need to know about Godfrey. Okay, well, since we ran along with the interview, of course, we're going to cut it short here. We're going to skip the credits, uh, as we've been doing lately. We'll go back to an episode and listen if you want to know uh, who did the music and all that fun stuff as well. In the meantime, we have a song of the week. It's from Cage the Elephant. This came out actually back over the summer, and it got a little bit of airplay on alternative radio. Uh, we have a, an allegedly alternative station in town that did not play this, even though they played uh, all the singles from the last album, like Cigarette Daydream and all those. But uh, this song is called Mess Around. It's from Cage the Elephant from Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, it's our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Yeah.